Welcome to Even Feel, the sports podcast that puts women first. I'm Josie. I'm here with Amber as always. Hello. Um, we are going to get into some pretty hardcore volleyball stuff. Yes. Uh, later with college. Yes. And Supernovas. Supernovas is the big one. We got a little more, bit of high school maybe. A little bit of high school. Not too terribly much mm-hmm. um, this week. Um, but first, before we get into that. We want to talk about college cross country. Yes. You know, near and dear to my heart, of course. Um, We'll start off with the Huskers. I'm sure everybody's shocked by that. Uh, But they won the Gans Creek Classic in Missouri last week. And, of course, Lincoln native uh, freshman Berlin shoots. I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll go with it. Was fifth in her first ever 6K and has been the top finisher for the Huskers in every single race this season. They also had another runner in the top 10, also a freshman, Allie Bainbridge. She was eighth. And then Brianna McQuillan was 11th, which is the first time three Husker women have been in the top 15 of a 6K race since the 2017 Greeno Dirksen invite. Well, that's... So making history. Making you know. history. <laughs> Gotta love that, right? I... Berlin shirt is so good. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, as a freshman coming out, and they don't run the same distance. Like in Nebraska High School cross country, they mm-hmm. run a 5K pretty yeah. much in every race. There's like one or two that might have a 4K, but that's usually not for the varsity runners. So it's conceivable she's never ran less than a 5K, and now she's like jumping around in different distances. So being able to do that, being consistently the top finisher as a freshman in the Big Ten Division One cross country, it's huge. It is huge. And yeah. it's nice that she's competing for, like, the home team school. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Creighton was also there. Creighton was also there, and a freshman was also their top finisher. So that was Taylor Warwick. Um, she was the Blue Jays' first female freshman to lead the team in a race since 2018. Yeah. Freshman power. And she's still, like, I know they finished... 17th, I want to say Crane mm-hmm. finished, but like she ran in 22, 32, 4, mm-hmm. I think is right. Yeah. I could never. <laughs> I mean, that's faster than my 5K time and they're running more than that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could never. <laughs> so still incredibly like yeah. amazing. She's, yeah, competing very well. Um, so that's great. It's, I don't know how it's telling, but it's very strange that all these freshmen are like just phenomenal Mm -hmm. especially like I mean I ran track in college and that adjustment from training in high school to training in college it does a number on your body especially for like distance runners I Mm -hmm. was a sprinter so luckily I didn't have to put in their kind of mileage but the fact that they're able to handle it and be successful immediately is pretty cool no it's pretty crazy yeah and then we've got high school cross country which we haven't talked a ton about um, Prep Running Nerds, their rankings just came out. They were updated after the Carney invite on Monday, which is a huge meet. They have a class A, class B, class C, class D. So um, it's... Possible, so cover that for us. Yes. There are a lot of races. Um, so it's a pretty big deal. Um, class A right now still being led by Lincoln East senior Mia Murray. And then Claire White and Stella Miner, from, both from Omaha West Side, are second and third in the class. So rankings. So... That's going to be an interesting, um, I guess, seeing how things shake out as we head into conference and then districts and then state. There's like three weeks left in the high school season. Uh, Cassidy Stuckey of York, she's a senior in Class B. She's now at the top of the rankings. Uh, Two juniors are right behind her, Kendall Zavala of York and Ella Ford of Elkhorn North. Elkhorn North, their team, 
it, I see them a lot because we race against mm-hmm. them at Mercy races against them. They're so good and they're so stacked and they're so deep. Like it's and really they, impressive. And they don't have Brit Prince this year. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she's out with, not out with the injury, but focusing more on basketball. Is yes. What yeah. Is what they're, which I mean, when you can be a multi-sport star, that's pretty cool. No, it's crazy. <laughs> she's really good. Yes. And then Class C has senior Lindy Heading of Ogallala, and then junior Lily Kenning of Milford, and Talissa Tancray. She's a senior of Sydney. They're in the second and third spots. Um, Talissa actually moved up this week in the rankings, so she's been having a pretty good season. Um, and then Class D, the top two spots are still the same. Jordan Ahrens, um, she's a senior from Crofton, and Hannah Swanson from Nebraska Christian or one and two, but Delaney Runnels, she's um, from a school's name that I just can't pronounce, so I'm not going to try and butcher it. But uh, she is a freshman. She just won the Bonhomme invite. She's undefeated this season as a freshman. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So she's currently third in Class D by Prep Running Nerd, but she really shooting up those rankings. <laughs> I mean... That's just, it's kind of mind boggling. Um, so yeah, it should be really interesting. As I said, we've got conference races, yeah, meets coming up next week, followed by districts, followed by state. And I have to be a homer again, but a shout out to my Mercy Monarchs. They won the Boys Town Cross Country Invitational last night, which for, sub, for our varsity girls, that was their second race of the week because they also ran at Kearney. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a couple girls set a couple season bests or beat their time from the same course from Creighton Prep a couple weeks ago. And one of our JV runners, Jackie Williams, set a new PR, like, overall. So that was a lot of fun last night. <laughs> had to do it. Sorry. It's all. You're all good. You're all good. Um, we should move to maybe softball real quick. Yes, softball. Um, Huskers had their final scrimmage. The Scarlet Squad scored four runs um, throughout the fifth and sixth innings. So they rallied because they were behind. So they ended up winning 4-3 over Cream. Bella Bacon hit a game-winning two-run homer in the sixth. So, you know, pretty good story on that one. And then (laughs) (laughs) Jordy Ball, she had two hits with a triple and a run scored and an RBI. And she also earned the win in relief because she didn't allow an earned run and struck out three in her three innings. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, even on intra-squad making some moves (laughs) it's so strange to like because i've seen her hitting stats before Mm -hmm. when she was in high school and to just see them now now in a husker uniform like (laughs) after a two-year break of like looking at them like i've been like so focused yeah the pitching side of things but Mm -hmm. she's really good at bat so yes and then with high school you know just really quick conference tournaments are going on i know heartland conference i believe is saturday so tomorrow um And then there's also Eastern Midland going on. Um, You know, there's, it's just conference, 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 (laughs) conference. Um, The River City Softball Conference Tournament took place last night. Um, Mercy ended up winning. They 10-run ruled Duchenne, and then they beat Scott Catholic, which we all know is, I mean, it's an all-sport powerhouse, but also Mm -hmm. in softball. Um, So they beat them 5-4. Senior Adrian Press hit a grand slam that pretty much sealed the deal for them that's nice yeah so it's a lot of fun congratulations there yeah they did a great job um i know that steve bidek he's got rankings up um right now he's got rankings he's got sub district picks because those are coming up as well after all the conferences yes i believe sub districts start on the second october 2nd that sounds correct 
So, yeah, next week. It's the season's gone by pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And that's just for classes B and C. In case you're not familiar with how Nebraska (laughs) does things, there's a lot of teams in B and C, uh, not so much in A. Yes. So things are starting to pick up. And the state tournament is being hosted by UNO this year, I believe. The championship, championship game. Yes. Yeah. And the rest of it's still in Hastings. Yeah, correct. Yes. So, but that's still pretty cool. No, it know. is cool. That's a really pretty field. Yes, it <laughs> is. I was driving home from coaching my club team after high school meet ended and there were fireworks going off. <laughs> So don't know what it was for because I wasn't driving directly past their ballpark, but mm-hmm. I was, you know, a couple streets over and was like, oh, I kind of want to pull over and watch. But yeah, in general, it's just a really pretty facility. It's a really pretty facility. Um, should we move on to volleyball? Yes. I'm sure you guys have all been waiting for the volleyball talk. Yes. If you've stuck around, we have quite a bit mm-hmm. because our college teams opened conference play yes so are we starting who are we going to start with i think we should start in nebraska um just because like they stayed at number two Mm -hmm. they're one of four teams undefeated in conference play in the big 10 um the other ones are wisconsin penn state and purdue shocking i know shocker um they opened the conference play with two sweeps um Mm -hmm. of number 21 ohio state and number 12 minnesota um, the Minnesota one was a little bit more competitive than the Ohio State one, I want to say. Which you mentioned last week was going to be that way. I would assume so. And that makes me question what Iowa's going to do this year. Yeah. Um, or maybe, I don't know, they had a really, really good night. I don't know. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. I, but it's kind of exciting because that team has been like, everyone just kind of always has expected them to be at the bottom of the Big Ten. And if they could make moves and be more competitive, that only heightens the conference. I mm-hmm. mean, the conference is already like <laughs> the pinnacle of <laughs> college, college volleyball. volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> so raising that would be phenomenal. Or it's out of, uh, over the ceiling now? Yeah, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't, I, I don't want to even guesstimate. Um, Bergen Riley, uh, freshman of the week for the Big Ten and setter of the week. Um, she was the first setter of the week uh, for Nebraska since Nicklin Hames in 2021, which kind of crazy to me. But when I think about the 2022 season, that kind of makes sense. Um, not that setters were bad, just they were clearly a more defensive-focused team. Mm-hmm. Um, their offense has exploded this season. Um, a lot of that is the freshmen. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that is Bergen Riley. <laughs> uh, they are headed to Indiana this weekend. They have the two teams. They have Purdue and they have Indiana. Um, they have Purdue tonight in West Lafayette. Both te- both ah both matches are at 6 p.m. and are on BTN. Awesome. So, and they have someone new, air quotes, on coaching staff, don't they? Yeah, they have Jordan Larson. She is back from um, qualifying for the Olympics. Right. Again. So casual. So just, you know, hair flip. Yeah, Um, (laughs) exactly. We do have a story about that up on Omaha.com. John Cook's very excited about it. And I think she can really bring a lot if, like, I mean, she has coaching experience because she was an assistant or a Mm -hmm. volunteer assistant at Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, She worked with, oh, I want to say it's Midlands. Um, I think it's Midlands. I I hope I'm getting that right. Um, Two. When she left Texas, she came up here for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, she went to Italy, and then she went to qualify for the Olympics. Right. So she's been all over the place. She's back um, in Nebraska, at Nebraska, in, I mean, a different uniform. She's in the coach's uniform. Can now. you imagine being coached by the best player in the world who is still actively playing and competing? No. <laughs> yeah, that's the short answer. No. no. <laughs> Could you imagine being the number one recruiting class being coached oh by 
the number one player in the world. Well, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what it would feel like to be number one recruiting class or number one recruit being coached. <laughs> yeah, no, just crazy. She's going to bring just a different level of experience. She's won national championships. Mm-hmm. Um, Olympic <laughs> world. <laughs> <laughs> she's, yeah, she's... She's done it all. She's just so crazy good. Um, that's going to be just really, really great, especially mm-hmm. for those freshmen. Um, but technically, I mean, Nebraska's a young team. They don't have mm-hmm. seniors. So right, should be great to take on Purdue. Purdue's number 17. I don't really know how it's going to go. Yeah, I mean. Um, I kind of feel like I did about Minnesota. And Minnesota is ranked higher. Sure. Um, Purdue did get swept by uh, Creighton who Nebraska swept, so if you use, like, the transitive property, right. <laughs> <laughs> this shouldn't be super competitive, but it's at Purdue. Mm-hmm. People step up their A game it when is, Nebraska comes to town. Yeah, like, Nebraska's targeting back, maybe not necessarily as big as Wisconsin in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I think everyone is kind of... Gunning for them. Gunning for them, um, including Nebraska. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we'll have to see. There's a reason they won their two um, first... Like, they won their two conference openers yeah openers. Yeah. i can't even think right now um but yeah they swap records granted it's records they're only three in the big 10 they <laughs> do with that what you will um they had a force that went over maryland um which also is kind of like up in the air they're never like a powerhouse mm-hmm. um so have to see how that goes they also have indiana indiana's one and one in the big 10 um so yeah i I don't know, but we are less than 30 days from the Wisconsin match. Yes, we are. Are you getting ready? I am a little stressed about that day because they have the Northwestern football game that same day. Mm-hmm. And it's also the day they're like honoring Memorial Stadium's 100th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And that time is TBA still. Oh, geez. So I am sure that Nebraska will be like, this is like our biggest right, volleyball can't... match of the year. We can't like overlap here. Exactly. And I think a lot of fans would be really mad. Right. Um, I mean, the conference would be really mad. I think, yeah. So I don't foresee there being overlap, Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm a little worried. Um, But I did want to point out that we now have one team that both of Nebraska, or that both Nebraska and Wisconsin have played, and that is Ohio State. Yes. Let me tell you. I'm ready. This has probably absolutely nothing to do with how this match is going to go. But technically, against Ohio State, Nebraska allowed less points. Granted, it was six less points. It's 51 to 57. But, you know, it's something. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Definitely. I love those little stats, nuggets, too. So. It's just a weird little thing mm-hmm. that I looked up on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so there's hope. There, there is <laughs> There's hope. always hope. I mean, there always is, but, yes, really it's always good. nice to hear these these little stats. So Both teams are receiving first place votes in mm-hmm. the poll. Um, Wisconsin overwhelmingly more i think nebraska had like two <laughs> last week but yeah no um less than 30 days out that game is october 21st Ooh, that's the day after the nebraska high school state cross-country meet by the way well you are just gonna have to run home <laughs> and turn your tv on yes um but yeah uh also creighton I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't think Creighton fully knows what happened. Mm-hmm. Kristen Bernthal Booth basically was like, they just were a more grittier team. Um, and of course, I'm talking about their five set loss oh. to Xavier. Yes. Um, they had never, ever lost them before. So it's kind of a stunner. Mm-hmm. Uh, by kind of, I mean, I was stunned. <laughs> well, I remember you mentioning that last week. They're like, oh, they've never lost to Xavier. I don't think we spent a ton of time talking about that no, match either. No. So. Um, 
I mean, it's a pretty competitive match. I don't know if Xavier stepped up their game or Creighton was, like, mm-hmm. kind of lost a little bit. But, um, I mean, Ava Martin had 21 kills. Kendra Waite had 45 assists. So it's not like they played poorly. They didn't they play just poorly. Got beat. They got, yeah, they just got beat. So maybe Xavier's really good this year. Maybe mm-hmm. Xavier... I, I, I want to see what happens when Xavier plays Marquette. I sure. guess that's the way yeah. I want to freeze that. Um, yeah. I mean, other than that, they swept Butler, which is like a kind of a... Well, I would hope so. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> right, right. Um, was expected. Both of those matches were on the road. Don't know if that played into it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're back in Omaha this uh, weekend. They take on St. John's. That's on Flow Sports. My least favorite student mm-hmm. service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Seton Hall. That one is on Nebraska Public Media. Oh, cool. So that is nice to know. Yes. Um, I will point out St. John's currently leads the Big East in standings because they are 3-0. Nice. One of those wins is over uh, Seton Hall, so we'll see how that goes. Um, the other ones were UConn and Providence, who are both at the bottom of the standings. So don't really know what to do with that. Is As always, when you open conference play, you don't really know how it's going to shake out. Right. At all. So, And UNO, also, stunner. I mean, so they open conference play with a loss to UMKC. Mm-hmm. That was in five sets. Then they beat South Dakota. NCAA tournament regular South Dakota. Yes, my heart was broken. Um, in four sets. Ooh. And it was not a competitive fourth set, I will say. Really? No, not at all. Um, not at all. Um, and then they beat North Dakota in five sets. Okay. So they're now two and one in conference. The record which I've said before, does not reflect their talent, is now 3-10 and ten overall. But 2-1 mm-hmm. in conference, which is all we care about at this point. Exactly. Um, they take on uh, North Dakota State uh, tomorrow. So North Dakota State has uh, beat Oral Roberts in four and St. Thomas in three. Um, and then they were swept by Denver. And Denver is good. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Have to see. Don't really know. Gotta love Nebraska. And by that, I mean the whole state. Volleyball. No, they're all just ridiculously talented. That mm-hmm. includes at the high school level, which we saw movement in the top 10. We with did. C1 and C2 classes moving mm-hmm. in there. Um, so C1 Minden is now 21 and 0, um, or was when the rankings came out. Sure. Um, I forgot to check Max Prep. Uh, but yeah, they moved into number nine. And then Lincoln Lutheran on their, I don't even know how many, it's in the 60s, mm-hmm. uh, win streak is <laughs> up in uh, at number 10. That's crazy. They were in there uh, last year as well. Yeah. And then also Mike Patterson has a really good story that I think people should check out. Um, it's about Madison Emery. She's of Bellevue West. She's the class A assist leader as a junior yeah. class A assist leader. Um, she currently, or as of the time of publishing, had 558, which averages about 9.1 per set, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, she also had 749 assists last season um and you know mike wrote about how she hopes to help the team you know add more state championship banners to the school's gym right now they have 12 but they've only been to state once since 2006 so Mm -hmm. um it's a really good story i think you guys should check it out and you know give bell west a a look yeah i completely agree um other than that pepio south is still our number one Mm -hmm. um not too terribly much movement much like football there was not a whole lot of movement other than those uh c teams coming Mm -hmm. up so but similar to all the other high school sports, we're starting to get to, you know, kind of the championship season. So yep. ramping up. Um, it's exciting. Yes. I'm excited. It's how everything just kind of happens at once. It starts getting a little overwhelming. That is true. Um, and then, I mean, this is an experience for 
everyone, but working all of those state tournaments that are all happening at like the same time or like back to back to back. Mm hmm. Whew, that's a lot. Yes. And especially because you see a lot of the same schools across the same sports or yeah. the different You'll sports, see rather. You'll Scott, Elkhorn North. Mm -hmm. um, I'm hoping I see them in the championship match of Class B in volleyball. Right. I will be disappointed if it's <laughs> before that. Um, disappointed. <laughs> Did you catch that? Did you catch that NSAA? <laughs> I will be disappointed. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and speaking of fun. Supernovas. Yep. Okay. Promised you last week that we would have the last bit of our conversation with opposite spiker Nikki Reed, middle blocker Tori Dixon. Um, so, yeah, the final bit of the conversation, they start off kind of talking about tips for young players. Um, you know, they just wanted to share some things that, you know, you should start thinking about when you first start playing. They also shared three things about themselves that people may not know. And they're really interesting. Oh um, and then they talk about what they would do if they weren't pro volleyball players. So Tori Dixon kind of leads off the conversation. One big tip is like learn the whole game. I know like I'm a middle and I feel like I was kind of stuck in a box, especially like in youth sports. They tend to specialize a lot. And it was just because I'm, you know, huge and I can spike the ball and block and everything. Like I was never really taught defense. I was never yeah. taught how to pass the ball. And I really wish I was like, cause it really, it helps so much in the international game. So I would say like, don't let someone put you in the box. Don't let someone specialize you like get those defense reps, like tell your coach, like, no, I need to learn how to do this too. You know, it's the whole sport. So I would just say, try to get some ball control stuff going and um, try to not specialize for as long as possible. Yeah. Um, just to go off what Tori said, ball control, number one, it's I'm still learning ball control. <laughs> but uh, also, number two, just have fun, you know, like have fun, enjoy the game, because um, I feel like that's when you play your best. So just enjoy the moments, especially when you start off young. Uh, just have fun with it, because when you get, you know, to the professional level, it's more, you know, time consuming and, you know, it's a little more work than it is fun. But just enjoy um the youthful years while they last. Three facts about me is uh, I'm one of eight. So I have seven brothers and sisters or one brother and six sisters. Uh, my younger sister is actually two. Uh, what else? I, my great, not my great grandmother, my grandmother on my dad's side, she ran track with Wilma Rudolph. She was an Olympian. Um, and the third fact about me is um, I have a sister that also plays volleyball uh, <laughs> and I'm, she's still in college. This is her senior year, uh, but she's hoping to play in the States as well. Um, Non-volleyball. I am Maori for people who don't know my dad's from New Zealand. Um, so I got that little Polynesian background. Shout out to my Pacific Islanders out there. Um, what else? I have two dogs and two cats and I've played professionally in Italy. Five different countries overseas oh, wow. and 10 years professionally. It's too much. I'm, I'm happy to be staying here for a while. <laughs> I just went to a Beyonce concert. I'm obsessed with anything pop culture. You know, <laughs> Rihanna Beyonce. So I would love to be one of her background dancers or singers um, or be Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would be Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, maybe you might. No, but in all seriousness, um, one thing I'm also passionate about is broadcast journalism uh, and interior design. I like remodeling, organizing. I'm a little bit OCD, so that's another thing. 
that you know could be like a home makeover i used to binge watch that when i was a kid (laughs) move that bus (laughs) yeah um if i'm being honest honest like what i would be doing if i wasn't playing i'd honestly probably be coaching i feel like i've played just a lot of years in this sport and just it's a very easy avenue and also i love volleyball like i'm very I think I could help some players and I think it'd be really fun too to stay in this environment. Um, if we're taking all volleyball out, I started college. I didn't finish college like this because it was too hard with volleyball and this, but I started out as um, trying to do vet veterinary science at Minnesota. Oh, wow. um, that lasted for about a year until I realized how many science classes you had to take for that. Mm-hmm. But I love animals and I volunteer with um, a Southern California Pomeranian oh. rescue in California. Oh. No, but I love animals really. I love dogs and I just... I would love to do something with animals too. Like I thought I was talking about like maybe opening an animal rescue or something in Minnesota would be fun, but yeah. Yeah. So it was really fun talking to them. I'm sure we'll start hearing even more, you know, from even more uh, supernovas and coaches and whatnot as we get closer. Cause you know, the season starts in February. So if you guys haven't definitely check out the season tickets, they're still on sale. They're also having a bunch of different contests and you won one. I did win one. Um, I entered one of their social contests, so I get a signed jersey from Jason Derulo, one of the team owners. So, yeah. Have they made any headway on the Omaha Storm Chasers saying, like, Jason Derulo? <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll have to check in with their PR department and one see what's going on. Hope. Yes. That needs to happen and mm-hmm. needs to be played over the loudspeaker. It does. And like lead and close like every single commercial. What they should do is they should play that and then play one of his songs as their mm. like entrance song. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. replace the Jason Derulo with, with that. Yeah. And then, you know, what's kind of interesting is um, one of the things Nia mentioned was if she wasn't a pro volleyball player um she's a huge Beyonce fan and how she would love to be a backup dancer and singer you know you guys just heard her say that maybe we get her to sing it I'd be okay with that right I'd be okay with that let her flex her pipes right so yeah so it was fun great conversation the team they've been doing a lot of publicity around the city um I think they were like at a high V and at like a car wash just meeting fans and things like that uh, over the past few weeks so yeah it's pretty cool you know I can't wait. Yeah, no, me either. Um, I think that's pretty much all we have for I today. I believe so. Yes. So thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out all the stuff we talked about on Omaha.com. Mm-hmm. And you can check us out basically wherever podcasts are available. Exactly. Like, oh. subscribe, share with all your friends. You know. All right. Uh, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.